New year, a new you. That's what we all like to say, and of course, we all want this one to be better than the last, but as you get out there and you try to make 2022 the best for you, be careful. There's lots of unknowns out there that will try and trip you up. But if you happen to trip on that hike through the Grand Canyon, bust your back trying to set a PR on the weight rack, or tweak a hammy trying to finish that 5K, there's a place in town that'll get you all checked out and back at it in no time. The staff at Titan MRI have been scanning the people of North Central Florida for more than 20 years. It's fast, it's easy, and the average scan time is just 15 minutes, so you can get back on your way in no time. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town, and if you're worried about not having insurance, don't be. That's never a problem at Titan MRI. They just want to help you get better, and they'll even have your scan read same day. Located right in the heart of Gainesville off of Newberry Road, and now up in Lake City, access is awesome. No long walks from a parking garage, you can park right out front. So get in front of those aches and pains and tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right. Here we are in a room full of strangers. Name a song. A uh, little shop of horrors. No. Night song, Blame Blaming it all. It was close. Um, it was a play. And Jeff is here, and I guess Jeff will be here for the for the duration. Yeah, I don't have to leave early today. Sneak out of here, but uh, there will be no baseball today. Shockingly, I mean, I know that place drains well, but I, I mean, you know what drains well? Uh, TPC Sawgrass. <laughs> and there's puddles everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. They're not. They're talking about. A, well, they're definitely gonna have a Monday finish. Yeah. And so that, I might bail on you Monday to go see that because I never get to go. Go. That'd be fun. Go ahead and go. No baseball Monday. Yeah, go. Play Florida State Tuesday. Go. Why don't you come with me? No. We'll go together. No, I got other things to do. Well, you could see. I got my podcast, and you can't say who I'm Louis Usazen. Because you don't know who will make the cut. <laughs> right? How about. Uh, Louis may not make the cut. How about uh, Zalatoris? He's good. He looks like me. He's like a tall, if, skinny dude with if, tight pants. If he had a better short game, he would be ridiculous. Yeah, he'd be good. Yeah. But, yeah, that's where he's so, – so, doesn't look like they'll play any golf at the players today. They they were trying to think about sneaking a hole or two. Yeah, there. maybe like four thirty, five o'clock, yeah. get a few extra out there. And then – That's uh, a shame, too. But, I, I mean, I guess if it's nice tomorrow afternoon and then Sunday and yeah. Monday, it'd be fine. Yeah, I you hate to see it. I, we were talking about this yesterday, Jeff. I mean, those people have suffered enough in Jacksonville with Jack Watts yeah. and, and Urban Meyer. They need to have something that's fun. And they, I know how that community looks forward to uh, that weekend. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously a Monday finish is not what you want because that means you're not going to be able to – a lot of people won't be able to go. But we'll see how that goes. And then, of course, baseball. No baseball tonight. They'll play a doubleheader starting at 1 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see how – soggy it is out there because it's going to rain in the morning too. yeah it's going to pour all morning yeah had a golf tournament scheduled for tomorrow morning we banged really? what so was it made pk young baseball 
And you didn't invite me to play in it? Well, I'm not playing in it. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Why aren't you playing in it? Because I have to work. No, I don't have to work. Now I have to work a doubleheader tomorrow and then go back to the golf course for a 5K run, potentially, depending on what time it's going on with baseball. Well, you can be a baseball all day. Yeah, so that's I probably won't make a, the that's, Are they, are they playing the seven games. innings? No. Regular nine-inning games? Yeah. With a break in between? Mm-hmm. 45 minutes in between? I'm going to go with you're getting you're walking out of the park at 9 o'clock. Well, the problem is Seton Hall is god-awful. So it could be. And they're gonna make a lot of pitching. Yeah, teams. twenty to nothing <laughs> and seventeen to one in the two games. No run rule. No run <laughs> rules. So it could be longer because of those. Although if Florida then gets them down one, two, three quickly, then you at least have that side of it. But yeah. You never know. But yeah, no. Uh, so that's weird. That's I don't I don't ever recall two games in a row ever getting postponed. Like separated like this, wow. so well, Wednesday's game got yeah. banged, and now on Friday. So. I mean, usually with the rain comes to for regionals, and it just slows things down. Remember the one regional where they it all totally screwed up their pitching, and they went two and through, or that was a super regional, wasn't it? No, it was a regional. I think it was North Carolina was here, and somebody else, and they went, but there was all kinds of rain. Like I think the first game, it got three innings in, it started pouring, they had to come back and play it was with sully I, I i remember that then it would have been the year that monty lee and matt heath came in that was like not coastal carolina but eastern carolina or something they ended yeah. up winning the regional yeah yeah been that i year. think it was them yeah yeah that was yeah and of course we all know the one the year that you, that uh, florida won the the whole thing i mean the rain was just unbelievable that week yeah wake forest weekend it was just uh, yeah well doesn't rain inside so uh they they can play the sec basketball tournament which is actually nice in tampa they're showing pictures of everybody outside and they're in shorts and sun shining down there at the the arena ain't no sunshine when she's gone no (laughs) arkansas whooping up on lsu right now but earlier today the team that beat the gators beat auburn so the the path that we had hoped florida was going to take Ended up being taken by the Aggies of Texas A&M, and they're probably in now. At least the way that they celebrated after winning, they acted like they were in. They knew that that was probably the clincher. They are in. I I think they are. And, I mean, again, a lot of it is going to be the fact that they've won, what, now seven in a row, I think it is. Uh, Or or I know they've won. So they've won. No, they've won six in a row. But they won seven out of eight or whatever it is. Yeah. They, and it started when they beat Florida. Yeah. In a game that Florida could have easily won. Should have won. And that, that would have been their ninth straight loss. Mm-hmm. And they were they would not even be sniffing the tournament. But this is what is so fascinating on just the fine line of getting in or getting out. Because, of course, we all know that the Gators lose on a last-second three. Right. And if that shot doesn't go in, maybe Florida wins the next one. And then A&M's now out, and Florida's the one that wins, and then now all of a sudden they're in just just by a, a point or two. And everybody's talking like, about like Mike White Mike being great, and how how would it would great comebacks they have? Yeah, and this team never stops fighting, and yeah, no, it it is it does change the narrative. I mean, uh, it's just it's weird that it's that much of a, a fine line. But the key is not to make it a fine line. Sure. You know, if you make it a fine line, if you go to the tournament needing something, 
it doesn't always come to you. And you and you know, obviously, both teams are going to play really hard in a, in a tournament. You've got to get there, and all you're doing is change trying to change your seed line. Yeah, but I, I guess the, my my biggest question about the game yesterday, I'm not sure how much you guys talked about it, is why didn't they wake up earlier? Like, why didn't they come out with more of a like anxiousness? Why, like, why weren't they ready to go? And then all of a sudden, you know, why does Mike White have to then continue to ask them to do that and fight and play hard? And then all of a sudden, they do play hard. Like, you you knew what was at stake. Right. So that's not Mike White's fault. Like Mike White, I'm sure gave a a great speech. I know that he said it in the huddles to get those guys going. He shouldn't have to say it more than once, and he said it on three different occasions to wake up. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, so that like I, I, I don't that that it. can't have somebody yeah. sit here and call me and tell me Mike White's a bad coach. No, but why can't he get? through to those guys now but he has gotten through to them but they're just sometimes they don't show up i think that's, that's again my point, you're though. dealing with 19 and 20 year olds that for some reason don't have that same want but these aren't 19 and 20 these are 21 and 22 and 23 yeah, but there's but no i don't i i look i i understand what you're saying but that was the thing we talked about yesterday was i don't get how in game um 32 of the season I think it's correct. 32 of the season. You could be that disconnected on defense to start the game. You know what they're going to do. You mm-hmm. know what the scouting report told you. You had days to study it, to understand it, to, to practice against it. Um, you know, but for some reason, this team just didn't have it. Didn't belong in the tournament, to be honest with you, in the end. They just, I mean, they didn't belong yeah. in the tournament. They just couldn't win. They couldn't win those games they needed to win. They won one game, well, two games, the Ohio State game. The FSU game turned out to be nothing mm-hmm. because FSU stunk so much. And, of course, they had a lot of injuries during the year. They just couldn't win enough games, and so they'll probably be hosting JU in the NIT. Well, that's good. They'll beat JU. I don't know. They were in the, the final of their conference tournament Yeah, against Bellarmine. Although it didn't work out for Bellarmine either. Yeah. They got a trophy for a championship, but they don't go to the Yeah, they tournament. can't go. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, yesterday it was kind of surprising we didn't get many calls on it because I think people are tired of talking about about the whole thing. But, look, let me tell you what, guys. If if Mike White is not the coach of the University of Florida next year, it'll be because he decided to leave to go somewhere else. And I know this old Miss rumor keeps coming up. Um. I'm not getting any indication from anybody that I know that uh, Kermit Davis is going to get fired. Um, if they did, would they come after Mike White? I, I think they would, but even that wouldn't be the greatest, easiest sell. You know, yeah, this guy went to the tournament a lot, didn't win a lot of games there. He never finishes below 500 in the league, which is which is impressive, but. Look, the standard is different at Ole Miss than it is at Florida. And it could be that Mike White just goes, you know, I want to get away from these people. I'm tired of all, all the criticism and tired of dealing with it all. It could be. Now, I don't know that. I have never spoken to him about this. But I know it's got to it's gotta be wearing on him. I, I would agree. And he, I think he's, it, it could be that he's ready to make a move like that. And I know that Florida fans will probably go, a lot of Florida fans will say yay. A lot, 
a lot of Florida fans will say, oh, man, that stinks. All right, so if, if it happens. Yeah. Well, like, but he's not getting fired. Yes, That's correct. My point. Yeah. But who's a name? Like, have you even Belichick? gone to <laughs> that far to say, hey, who would come here? Or who would you want as a coach? I don't – I mean, I, you make a good point here. Who would come here, too? Yeah. There's also that. Oh, so the guy who never had an under 500 record in the SEC, you got you fired him. You fired football coaches like they're you're, – you're stealing candy. Maybe I don't want to go to Florida. So you'd almost have to take a chance. I mean, you, did you see the, na- the list of names that George is considering? No. And I'm just like, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't. So, I mean, it's not like there's a bunch of hot guys out there, but somebody will get hot in the tournament, mm-hmm. and everybody will freak out, like just like Perry Moser or the, went to Oklahoma, got the job at Oklahoma because of that run they had with Loyola Chicago. And he's done okay this year. Hadn't done great. Beat Florida. Uh, and they won the other night. They beat Baylor the other night. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they were, I think they're a, still a bubble team. I don't know if that gets them in or not. I don't but know. A lot of ones have lost. Uh, Illinois lost their uh, game yesterday or today. And now Auburn. And Auburn. Who's probably not going to be a one anymore. I so Kentucky could win the tournament and potentially get to a one seed, I would think. Yes, I think they would. I think people. And look Baylor at, would probably bow out. Let me tell you what. Oh, yeah, I think Baylor will. I think you're right about that. If I, If I was a betting man, I like Kentucky to win this whole thing. I really do. And I, I've watched Gonzaga play, but I watched Gonzaga play last year. That was one of the best teams I've ever seen. And then what happened in the game that mattered? They got destroyed. It was The game was over at halftime. So, I mean, I don't know whether Gonzaga is better this year or not as good. Um, we'll see. But, I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, too, I am not going to let what happened with the Gators ruin my NCAA term. It's one of my favorite couple of weeks of the year. You know, the, the semifinals and finals aren't that big a deal to me. It's when you have multiple games going on all over the place and you're freaking out and you go, oh, my God, look what's going on in Fresno. <laughs> that is the fun part. So you add all the stuff that we have going on this weekend. Don't forget SEC softball starts this, this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gator Nationals eventually will, will run. There's just – Tons of stuff going on, and it's just going to get even better next week. Even though Florida's not in it, uh, I think even those, even if Florida had gotten in it, you weren't going to expect them to do much. They just weren't. That, they aren't that consistent. They're consistent at missing a lot of threes. That they do. All right. Well, at least we're not going to miss any Major League Baseball games, so we'll talk about that a little bit oh, as yeah, well. Oh yeah, I want to and... get your take on a couple of things on that because okay. Robbie's not a baseball guy because his twins stink. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were talking yesterday, and Robbie was like, how bad the twins were. And he goes, I looked at a prospectus, and they go, well, things they lack, a starting pitcher. <laughs> I, I go, you t- a lot of teams are going, I don't know if we've got a third or a fourth guy. You don't even have a one. You didn't have a one. Jeez. He's, they're terrible. You got a cool logo, though. They do. Their hat. Yeah. He was two, wearing it yesterday. The two dudes. He was wearing his yesterday. It was People don't know that that's the the Twin Cities. I do. That it's represented. All right, we'll open up the phone lines if you would like to chat. 392-8255. Come join us here on a Friday edition of The Tailgate.
The Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey Gator Nation, it's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville's home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs, Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MealyPops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I won some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection of over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, mealypops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com, and we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation, and as always, Go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Yeah, exactly. okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, we are back here on the show. Uh, Jeff, I, I, I'm curious what your take is on this, okay? Okay. Do you think the appetite among, and again, I, I it's squeaky wheels. I get that. People that want to fire Mike White is based on, um, how much of it do you think is based on the seven, three coaches fired in seven years in football? And they feel like, well, he's not doing good. Get him out. Get him out. Get him out. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's a mentality. Yeah. Of the, if, of the if, if it's not good enough and they're not 
competing for championships, then they, they don't deserve the right to be at the University of Florida. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think, think that's exactly yeah, what it is. I think that's that's a lot of it. I think... Um, and and maybe because of the success that, that Billy had in winning those two national championships and then, of course, some of the final four runs, that like the, that's where the expectation is. Because remember, we talked about before the season started, if you looked at the amount of so it was what since it was the, since the year 2000 Florida had made eight at least elite eights mm-hmm. and that was like third in the country so over the last 20 years Florida's basically one of the best basketball programs in the country and and Mike's only done that one time so no there I mean look Gator fans got spoiled by Billy but you know there's no doubt about it the it, it makes it it makes it even more impressive what he was able to do <coughs> because nobody else has even come close to being able to do that sure but I mean Lon Kruger had one good year but even Billy had bad years yeah I mean the five straight out in the first weekends yeah then the two, the years after he won the back-to-back national championships they go to the NIT twice mm-hmm. and then get first round on the, in the next year they get knocked out and then his last team was not good at all. It was terrible. But there probably isn't a – I mean, I don't know who the kid the kid is, but the, the kid that's the top-ranked high school basketball player. Let's even yeah. say the top five high school-ranked basketball players. Right. Like Florida wouldn't even be a twinkle in their eye no. to go there. No. So – even though you've had all that success, Florida's still not one of those programs where it's not a, blue a kid's going to want to go play. Like, yeah, a, a Blue Buds is still the, just the, the Kansas. I mean, North Carolina, of course, but Duke. Duke. But is that going to stay the same with, with Krzyzewski not being there? Well, be interesting to you see. You would think so, but still, it's still the, the name. But I think that's part of the problem. Florida's never going to be able to go get that type of player. But then you could, okay, but then the argument could be, well, why is Arkansas so good? Why is Auburn so good? Well, and I will say this. I think one thing that uh, my, my biggest criticism of Mike White this year is that he missed on the, in the transfer portal, whereas a lot of these schools, including Kentucky, I mean, but again, is Shwe, Shwebe, do you think he was going to, he would come to Florida? No. no. He's going to go where he want, he can win a national title. And that's the problem. So, and probably before NIL hit this year, was going somewhere where he was going to reap some benefits. And he, the the word out of there is that because he's got this new NIL, he can get the NIL now. Mm-hmm. They had to work that out. Uh, and, and Kentucky fans may just say, "Hey, we want you back for another year. We'll pay you more than the NBA will." Sure. And that could easily happen because, like, I don't know what he's going to be like in the NBA. He's he's a different player he's a great college player to me there's it's not even close for college player of the year it was I'm glad the SEC player of the year went to him because he's the best he was by far the best Jabari Smith's a really good player but he he's not at that level and they also get severe Wheeler you know I mean this is why one one reason Tom Crean is gone at Georgia is because Severe Wheeler went there and J- and uh, Katie uh, Johnson went to uh, Auburn. So they could win. They wanted to win. I thought you were talking about Katie Tunstall. I was not, but there you go. You like that song. Suddenly I see 
I see. I don't even know that song. <laughs> you're 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 in a singing mood today. That's going to be a long show. Let's get to Greg to break it up. Then Greg, what's up? Welcome. Hey man, how y'all doing today, man? It's wet, dreary day. Yeah, all right. It's all good. Right, make sure I cool. You can hear me too good. All right. Hey, I just want to say this real fast. I'll get the negative out, but I'm actually build up, Coach White. I'm gonna give one more year, but let me just say this on the negatives. You know, guys, in your, I love your analogies, Jeff, listening to you, your experience and collegiate experience and just, you know, players play, man, true, true players. You love the game, baseball, basketball, and you see little things. And this is where I get frustrated with Mike White. And just a mundane, you know, normal level, you could pick up at the old Littlewood Park days in the old days. When you see somebody swiping at you, you know, as a player, this guy's going to be swiping at me. So maybe I'm going to go on my elbow up at him. You see these little things. Well, Mike White had to have seen the rest will call, and I call them those cat swipes. Like how cat swipes at a toy, you know, you're playing with them. That ref was calling him on every swipe. So this is why I get frustrated. I'm thinking, okay, if I'm Mike White, I'm going, dude, look, every time we swipe at somebody, they're calling a foul. Aside from the turnovers, and that was my other one, just the stupid swipes. They gave us a four-point play one time. If you look at the playback, he never touched our guy. But they were at least calling it consistently, even whoa, if he whoa, didn't whoa. touch him. They were not calling it consistently because they called no, nothing right. in the I mean, first just, half. Nothing. I'm trying to be fair somewhat. a and did not even shoot a ref. free throw in the first. I'm always anti-ref. Yeah, but this is my point, though, Pat. It's reaching in. You know it, too, Pat. You've been around the game long enough watching it. It's just that quick reach-in cat swipe. They were calling him. So this is where I get frustrated, my original point. Coach White, why don't you tell your players, stop swiping at him straight up with your arms out wide, make yourself big, but just stop swiping. How do you know he didn't say that thing over and over again? I don't. That's just it. That's what I don't know. And I don't know that. But y'all know or somebody knows over there, you know. And we were in the huddles either. Someone knows. I'm just saying that's why I get frustrated. Maybe it's a player thing. Then talk to him behavioral you got all these high-tech doctors and phds coming in talking to kids today then figure it out but that's where i get frustrated stupid plays at the baseline you know you're reaching in for the guy when you are a defender if anybody knows anything about balling you got the advantage on the baseline sorry if you know how to play you got the advantage you use the out of bounds as a weapon and we suck at defensive on the baseline it's little things that i think coach white can get better at as a coach and you said you know we've had our down years with billy we also had some great ones. And I'll just leave it there. I get emotional. I love my Gators. Go Gators. All right, Greg. Thank you. Oh, dude, look, I've said this before. In my opinion, Billy Donovan's the best coach to ever coach here in any sport because he did it at a place where Florida had small pockets of success and took it to a level we never dreamed possible. You know, four final fours. Mm-hmm. All the, like you said, all those elite eights. I mean, they – don't forget, before they went to their fourth Final Four, they were in three straight Elite Eights and had leads in all three games yeah. with 10 minutes to go, 10-point 10 10 leads, and, and couldn't hold on. People weren't, you know, this is what happens. It happen, Things happen in, in sports. It's just the way it is. But, um, you know, I, look, I, I, we see a lot of these things that, that I agree with you, Greg, about. But I don't. We don't know that he's not telling these guys. I'm sure he was never telling them, "Hey, go ahead and sandbag the first half." Yeah. You know, don't play hard in the first half. It's, yeah, I think. Well, I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if I'm allowed to say some things. <laughs> so, we'll just let's just say he he can coach. 
I think he's a good coach. I, I and, think he and is too. That's, I mean, I'll, I'll leave it at but that without my, the, getting in trouble. The question I would ask is, is he, is he a great coach? And that's what yeah. has not been answered. It doesn't mean he can't. I think he is very good at the X's and O's and understanding how to defend stuff and do stuff, but I just don't. But again, this is partly his fault too, getting the right players in order yeah, to that, be able to make that work. I think that's where he whiffed. He whiffed on the in the portal. Like year. I, but I, I. But again, how many? If guys, you gave Mike White Kentucky's roster, I feel like he could win the national championship. Like that's how confident I am in his ability to coach. I I think Cal can too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, but I mean that's the difference. But you're not going to get those p- players for some reason because I don't know if there's enough people around the country that want to come play for Mike White because they don't know that necessarily about him. And when you have a Kentucky and a Kansas or these big huge coaches or a Bruce Pearl even that are like cheating. if if I don't even care if it's cheating, but if if you're going into it's let's go back to the blind side. You know, when they're doing that. You know, how they all went into the the room and Saban's talking about the, the window coverings and doing his thing. But if if you're one of the best recruits in basketball and you're walking into four guys, Calipari, Krzyzewski, we'll say at, at the time, Calipari, Krzyzewski, we'll even use uh, Bruce Pearl and Mike White. Mike White's going to always be the fourth on that list. But. The, so how does he get to be the first? But the devil's advocate in me would say, what did Billy have going for him? Why was he able to do that? Why was he able to go got, in there to Mike Because he got Miller? Mike Miller. But, that he, but why did Mike Miller? I mean, that's the thing. They More than anything, Mike White needs a Mike Miller. Yeah. He needs a guy like that. Or he needs uh, – I mean, remember – and Teddy was an in-state guy, so you got him when too. He got Teddy so you Teddy. needed that. You need to have somebody that's really that good in-state that's willing to come here. But I still, because of the way national recruiting is now and all that stuff, you're not going to get that person. Teddy Dupay well, was other, 20 years ago. Yeah, and the other thing is too, um, you know, you bring a kid in for a visit, and you, he sees a half-filled stadium, and then he goes to Kentucky, and it's 26,000 to see him play Austin P. Where would you go? You know, so that's part of the part of the uh, issue that Florida's got to deal with as well. So, look, uh, at the same time, it, it's all about having the right guys. Um, you know, for Billy, if you remember, at, you know, the, obviously that 2000 team was just loaded. Ten, they had ten ten starters yeah. basically. But then he he can't get past the first weekend for five straight years, and uh, and then he gets the right group together. Mm-hmm. The right mix of guys that come along at just the right time, and he develops it, and he keeps them together, and he he coaches the the heck out of them, and they win two national championships. Next year, he doesn't have the right mix of guys. Mm-hmm. He's got Nicolaitis, who it t- there was a t- there was a time during that first year with Nicolaitis where we were saying he might be the best player to ever play at Florida. They didn't even make the tournament that year. Yeah. He had Nicolaitis and, and Chandler Parsons. And, and Chandler Parsons and was an add-on. Yes. Like, Parsons only can't, got to come to Florida because they wanted Calathus. By the way, did you see him on uh, Colin Coward the other day? No. I, I was like, well, he's alive. I mean, I haven't heard from him in so long, but he looked fine. He, yeah, he's good. Like, everything was fine with him. 
All right, we got to get a break. JD, hold through uh, the break. We'll get you right after that. And uh, anybody else that wants to uh, swing the bat in the on deck circle, join us here on the tailgate. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the quality plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, quality plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC043073. The springtime is packed with Gator sports, and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 124-9384. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Gusty thunderstorms with heavy rain rates will continue across our area into the evening. Things settle down briefly overnight, but one final round of showers and thunderstorms likely tomorrow. A strong squall line with damaging winds ahead of it is likely to move through Gainesville during the early to mid part of the morning. Then behind it, we settle down, we start to clear out temperatures dropping on Sunday. 
from the UF Weather Center and meteorologist Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Why don't we talk about wide receivers' hand size? Like, they have to catch it. Like, doesn't that seem important? We're hand-shaming today. Yes, Tom. And you could argue even a running back's hands. When you're tucking it in, you want to punch that ball out of his hand. He's got these little teeny mitts corralling the ball. Seems like you would want to have a nice, thick hand holding on to it. Thank you, Tom. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, we welcome you back to the tailgate. Dools and Dozo with you. Seth is uh, here helping us out today, producing the show. Appreciate him, as always. Let's uh, yeah, jump right I back thought, to I it. I thought you said your, your kids are going to come back after that basketball off and work today. Thinking and doing are two totally different <laughs> things, Pat. Thinking and doing, two totally different things. <laughs> Spring break in Tampa. Yeah, that's right. You got Mons Venus to hit up. They're in Ybor City right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I did learn this, though. I got asked by a student, what, you guys are working this week? I said, oh, we usually just turn the station off. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yep. Utes. They just don't get it. The Utes. Two Utes. All right. J.D. always gets it. Let's uh, chat with him. What's up, J.D.? Hey, uh, Jeff and uh, Pat. uh I've talked to any number of um, of um, Gator fans um, about basketball, and they all, <laughs> I think they're all about like me. Like, I just can't watch it. It's so erratic. It's so up and down. It's so. Uh, and and here, here's the thing. I, I don't. This is. I don't know why this is critical. I guess it is. I, I, but uh, when I looked at. Texas A&M. I mean, you look at you remember how they started the season? They were god awful. I think they no. Were they started the season fifteen and two, and then they lost eight in a row, and now they've won oh. seven out of eight. Oh, okay, all right. So I, they're erratic. I, I, guess I, <laughs> I guess I remember the eight in a row. But here's where I was going with that. Uh, I, I was I, I had it in my mind that they had started off and then they picked up steam, and now they're now they have momentum. And I'm trying to remember back in the seven years. Uh, and I don't remember a stretch when we ever, when I ever felt, okay, now we got it going. Now everything's every Now we're wound up, we're spooled up, everything's working. I, it seems like to me, maybe it's what you remember last, but it seems like to me we've been erratic all the dang time. Um, and and I know this, you know, back in the days of old, uh, the gouge was uh, to be a really great championship-type high school team, you needed two good great players and in college to be a really good champion you know championship you needed three uh good to great players uh, i think that's changed now i think you need more than three now but but having said that i don't you look at our you look at our look at our roster now and we've got uh castleton and so where are they your, your, your point guard is you never know what you're going to get from your point guard you don't I, have know, I know what you got yesterday. 
zero points, yeah, well, I, three turnovers, and a bench. Right, and then you got Brandon McKissick playing point guard, and he's not a point guard. So that's on. In my mind, that's on the coach. I mean, you, you know, if you go back to the old gouge where you say, okay, you need three great players, and then you need some really strong, uh, you know, scrappers to fill in those other spots, some good subs. Uh, you know, when you when you when you have one erratic point guard and no backup, that's on the coach. And I and I and then going back two three years ago, I remember we were doing the same thing. Man, we got great guard play. We got no five guy. And you know, it just seems like it's all just discombobulated. And I don't know another term for it, but I, everybody I talk to say I can't watch it. And I'm kind of there. I mean, I, I'm, I'm such a fan. I, I, I just I, I want us to win. But but let me say one more thing, Pat. And 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 you, you know you were you were kind of saying, well, who would want to come here? And all, hey, come on, you know basketball. You got there's a t- t- two or three hundred coaches out there. Look at Alabama. They got a guy from Buffalo, and you know there are guys out there. And you're going to come to a, a, a SEC school and you're going to get paid what three million, three four million. I don't know what a basketball coach makes these days, but uh, it's a, it's a good job and. Uh, it's at a great school, and I mean, he's got every. You no, know, we don't have twenty four thousand. But when the when the when the throw the ball up and you start playing, you're not looking at twenty four thousand people in the stands. You're playing basketball, and uh, so it I, matters I, though. You, know, you can't you can't tell me it doesn't matter what kind of crowds you draw for for games. I mean that that's that matters well, for, for these games. Well, 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 but look at look at look at Auburn, Pat. Look at and, and, and uh, I, I don't mean to be argumentative. Uh, but look at Auburn. They're just a smaller arena. I don't know how big that thing is. What seven, eight, nine thousand? No, it's smaller. bigger than that. Yeah. Well, check it out. I don't think it is. I think they purposely built it small so they could fill it up and it would look good. But check that out. And uh, and you know I don't like Bruce Pearl, but you know they they got brought a guy in, and now they're all enthused. They're traveling to you know they had we had as many Auburn. Games okay, but they they hired a guy that nobody wanted to take a chance on because right. he was a cheater, I and he not. still is I, a cheater. Right, and I agree with that. But you know you mentioned Porter Mazur. I love the guy. I, I, I know his record at Oklahoma's, but I thought when they when Oklahoma Oklahoma hired him, I thought, oh my gosh, the guy can. Hate. He can run a half-court offense. He can scheme it up. You know, maybe he doesn't have the players. Anyway, the, the frustration level with, with the basketball team, uh, and I don't know. I mean, Mike White is such a good guy. How can you not like Mike White? I mean, I think everybody likes Mike White. It's just we. If, if the, the, the only thing that's consistent is the inconsistency. And anyway, that's – just my thoughts on the whole thing. Well, you guys are – Yeah, it, it, you make some good points. I will say this, though, that the same Nate Oates, that I, and I agree, he's a very good coach, this, it's the exact same record as Florida and got went knocked yeah. out in the first game of the tournament. So, I, right, mean, right. I mean, that is yeah. inconsistent. I mean, they won the SEC last year. This year they were 9-9. Nine and nine. I mean, the, that that is a lot of the inconsistency. By the way, Auburn seats 9,100, so it's – a little bit smaller in Florida, not much smaller than Florida. Yeah. Now, I want to say one other, one more thing. You remember, you remember when Tennessee? You know, there was talk that Mike, you know, Tennessee went through. I don't know how many basketball coaches, you know, along with football coaches, but they went through a number of basketball coaches. Uh, and and uh, Rick Barnes became available when he got fired at Texas, and uh, and Tennessee had been a great, a great hire 
for Tennessee. It was almost like a perfect fit. So there's got to be some but, kind of – But here, here, here's the thing. Okay, he's done a really good job there, but he doesn't do anything in the tournament. They're terrible no, in the I tournament. Know. So, I, I mean, I th- then you would be complaining about that, right? That's what Gator I, fans I, I, would be upset about. Well, why do we have a guy who can't win in the tournament? That's what well, even even the Cattleman when he calls in here and and talks about basketball, he's he calls him regular season Rick, you know. Yeah, but but but, but, but Pat, I don't want to I don't I don't want to sound uh, so critical all the dang time. It's just that uh, that it's just the inconsistency I think is is what is what uh, is driving the the the. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fair, J.D. Well, right. it's been two years of incredible comebacks, yeah. but why do you get down that, that far sure. in the first place? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because remember yeah. last year they won two games where they were down 20. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I'm looking at look at, look at look at next year now. Castellon was gone, so now you got to have a five guy. you got to have – I know they got three uh, – Gat kick. Uh, Jatobo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Let's we'll see I, if yeah, he man. comes back, if he's able to come back. I know we got like uh, three, three, four type players coming in, uh, three spot and four spot players, but you got to have at least two point guards, and I don't see one on the roster. And I didn't see one on the roster this year. Right. I mean, then you got to have Appleby was. You talk about the wildly inconsistent, and then they. You're right. They McKissick's not a point guard, and Myron Jones should never be allowed to touch the ball unless he's shooting. Well, and 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 Myron Jones, I don't I don't want to be critical of kids, but I, I, every time he's in, he, to me, in my mind, he's a defensive liability. Uh, yeah, I you know, agree I, with if you. If I were the if I were the opposing coach, man, I'd say, hey, uh, I don't know what number he is. I'd take it right at that guy. Uh, but anyway, uh, so you got to have a you got to have a five guard now. Jatobo's coming back, so you know he would be a good. Uh, you know, he's improving. He's not a he's not a everyday. I don't. In my mind, he's not an everyday five five guy in the SEC. So you got to have a five guy. You got to have two point guards. I mean, there's a lot of missing pieces for next year. So we're in. I think we're in for the same wild ride next year. But just my thoughts. Yeah. And so I mean, I, but I think he knows. Thank you, JD. Appreciate it. I, I think he knows that he needs a point guard too, and that's where you hopefully find somebody in the transfer portal that's. Good enough to, to come in and do that, and then yeah, big guy. I think those those are the two spots that I think we knew going in that not having a point guard this year was going to hurt, hurt, and and that's what happened. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously when you had Nemhard and you had Quez Glover, those guys were true point guards. Mm-hmm. Quez Glover wasn't the most overly talented, but he had a great year this year for Samford. Yeah, he, he got hurt. He could have. He could have gone. He would have helped them because that. No, sure. The problem was when Appleby would go out, you go, oh no, wait, I, somebody's going to have to press, and, yeah, and um, you know, and McKissick was just a really good defender, and I mean, they got, they two of the transfers they brought in were the defensive player of the years in their conference, so yeah, you knew but, that that was part of the thing, but yeah, obviously you needed some offense, but they also again got disconnected at times. Yeah, and I, there's a re, I mean, the thing I would examine myself if I'm if I'm uh, Mike White is I would look at why we had so many halves in the twenties, and they had another one yeah. yesterday. You like that first stat. Half. Yeah. All right, we got to get a break. We'll do that. Come back. Wrap it up. Uh, hour number one with a couple more phone calls. You are listening to the tailgate here on WRUF. 
it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down. So come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs to see why Big Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. Hi, I'm the one they call James Bates, but my real name is Batesy. When I was your age, we never worried about being lit or glowing up or steez or anything like that. Uh-uh. Only thing we ever cared about was being freaking radical. I mean, high-key rad AF. And TBH, that's what I look for when I need t-shirts, pens, cups, and koozies, and the like. I go to RadwareDesigns.com. If you're not using Radware Designs for your t-shirts, pens, cups, and koozies, then your stuff is probably sus. Like basic, and that's no cap. All lowercase. RadwareDesigns.com. You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and fine jewelry. But did you also know IDC will buy from you? Diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins. Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price. IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world. So IDC can always find a market for your jewelry. We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that there and we pay top dollar for top merchandise we have people all over the world that we sell to so some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer is going to pay we'll give you the best possible price no games played and you'll get the check or the cash whatever one you want let idc appraise what's in your jewelry box you might get a pleasant surprise sometimes they come in they have no idea what's there and then all of a sudden they walk out with a twenty-eight thousand dollar check international diamond center online at shopidc.com Advanced security from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi protects your connected devices from online threats 24-7. But hey, you're probably safe without it. Probably. Like how that free streaming website was probably not a scam. Someone's probably not stealing your bank info as we speak to buy a four-story Chalet Grand. Yeah, you're probably fine. Or you could know your network is covered with advanced security from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Restrictions apply. Copyright 2020 Cox Communications, Inc. All rights reserved. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. All right, we busted a move into uh, our final segment of the first hour, but here all the way until 6. No bailing early because no baseball game tonight. If you did not hear, that will not happen. So doubleheader tomorrow, chance to uh, go out and hopefully have some good weather tomorrow afternoon. It'll be a 1 o'clock start, and then 45 minutes after that game, they'll play again. And then on Sunday, we'll see Nick Pogue for the first time in two years. Might be a little chilly out there for yeah, you. Like there. In the you, you might 50s. Want to close that uh, the window. No, that's for wusses. Uh, 
That is for wusses. I used. I remember I was telling my wife the story that back when we used to have those February uh, games with the open press bus because John Hines wouldn't let him let us close it. Yeah. And you would be literally be go into between innings and get in that one room that had the uh, the mechanical stuff in it because so, it was warm so in there. Warm you it could up. Warm up by the by the heat of the elevator. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I've worn a jacket for a baseball game this year. No, it's been it's unbelievably been un- nice. Yeah. Characteristically nice. Danny, you're next on the tailgate. What's up? What's up, guys? So, so here's my fifty cents, or however you want to call it. Okay. So I've got I've got season tickets to the to the football, and I've got season tickets to the basketball. And occasionally we drive down from Jacksonville to see the baseball. There's just too many games to do it const- consistently. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: it's all off season, and I get jacked up for basketball. Okay. So all off season, all you heard was how Florida was going to be better because of the three transfers coming in, Fleming, uh, Fleming McKissick. The, uh, McKissick, and, uh, and, and the kid that can't shoot threes. Yeah. Well, he can shoot them, but he's very, very streaky, right. They were all supposed to be better than the players that left. Do you all remember that conversation oh, yeah. all off season? Yeah, so, and, and that's the thing is, is all the fans you know, got, got, got to thinking that, hey, we're probably at least a, a tournament team. And then all year long we were up and down and up and down and up and down. And that's that's kind of the frustration. And it seems like Mike White doesn't doesn't I mean, the fact that we had to bring in three transfers bothers me a little bit. Now I know that, that the transfer portals changed everything, but but that fact because Billy seemed to always reach out and grab players that were that were I mean, your Mike Millers, you know, your peep. You're, I mean, there, there were all kind of players like that scattered throughout his years, and Mike just hasn't done that in seven years. He grabbed Scotty. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. He grabbed, wait, wait well, a minute. Scotty Lewis was a five star, but he wasn't any good. Yeah, I mean, got got Trey Mann. I there, mean, there's been yeah, a few. Yeah, I mean, well, but, but they transfer out. I mean, even, well, even Trey Mann didn't transfer trans- out. He, he yeah, went. Nemhard did. Nemhard did, did not well, Trey right, Mann. Right, right, right. Well, Nemhard transferred out and is now a stud at Gonzaga. Yeah. So that's listen. Deontay Johnson was a pretty good recruit. He, uh, I don't know if you know or yeah, not. He's not playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We can't. We can't. Well, no. Of course, I know that. I, I'm. Why, why my point is, they got, got they got no. good players. They've got good players. Things sometimes they have not worked out. For example, Noah Locke was a big time recruit. Um, he wanted to play point guard, so he went to Louisville. Louisville, he's he's not doing anything special. They're not going to the tournament either. Um, you know, Omar Payne wa- wanted to be assured of, of certain things at, at Florida. He ended up going to Illinois where he doesn't play. I mean, he's averaging one point a game or something like that. So, you know. No, I understand all, I understand all that, Pat. I, I get all that. What I'm telling you is, is the frustration was is all off season we heard about these three players coming in and how, how productive they're – I mean, I even heard you say it. They're going to be better is what you said. Yeah. Okay? They're going to be – and they just weren't. So yeah. is that is that a product of the players, or is that a product of Mike White, or is it a product of the system? I don't know, but I'll tell you this: I don't. It won't bother me if they keep Mike White because I like Mike White, but it also won't bother me if they fire him. So sure. I'm kind of in that flux, and I'm one of those fans where I've got season tickets and I've had season tickets since I graduated in '92. So I mean, I just want to be. I want to be excited about the basketball season i want to be excited right. about the about the football season and this year was just a 
emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it was <laughs> terrible. It was, it was I, I called it exhausting. Yeah. It was exhausting. Right, it's absolutely this year. exhausting. And, and we had those with Billy too, but not as often, I guess. And maybe it just feel that way. But you know, it's seven years now, and I think that they, he, you know, who knows? These three, these 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 three kids that are coming in might be what takes Mike White to the final four. And then, then this is a moot point, but we just don't know. You know, it just seems weird that all off season we heard how good these three were going to be. Well, and then they just turned out not to be. Yeah. And Danny, I, I will say this, what we, you heard that from people like me who'd never seen any of them play. Yeah. Right. And we, we were going based on what their stats were. What yeah. Their... Because Danny, if you look at it, Myron Jones is a 45% three point shooter last year. I think it was 40, but you know, 40, yeah. Yeah, but either way, and then all of a sudden he's like 20 when he gets here, then I, I don't think that that's Mike so White's it, it, fault. It's, it's just maybe the, the well, bigger conference, the better players, well, I don't know. And then the injury, well, Jeff, of course. Well, Jeff, let me ask you this. If it's if it's not Mike White's fault, yeah. my, my point is, is maybe it's the scheme that's, that's not allowed. Because if these guys were scoring those kind of numbers elsewhere, they come to Mike White and now they're not. And I'm not saying it is Mike, yeah. but I'm saying yeah. – Something's awry because you don't go from being a decent player to an, you know, you don't go from being a good player to a halfway decent. I mean, Myron Jones is, I mean, he might as well not even be there. Now, there was one game where he scored 20, what, 27? Yeah, the Missouri game. But but that was was it. But the thing is, Danny, is that these guys were good scorers on bad teams. So they could get theirs, and they would end up with twenty points in the game, in a game that they lost badly. Right, that's, and so that. that's yes, why that's we, the difference. Yeah, we didn't know how good a players these were or, or not uh, because we did hadn't really seen them play. This that's what I'm saying. My criticism from Mike White this year is he missed on the transfer portal. He didn't get yep. guys that, yep. that could really play, and he thought well, he good. thought he was getting them, and he didn't he. he he didn't evaluate him. His staff didn't evaluate him well. Yep. But he got guys who would play hard, and maybe that's all he was yeah. looking for. Oh, got, got those defensive players, and then you just don't know what transfers. Can can they handle the the bigger lights, the yeah, better exactly. players? I think that exactly. that's part of it. So we'll see. Next year uh, hopefully is different when he's going to need to utilize that portal again and understand yep. what, what made some good and what made some bad this year. And you still want the same kind of attitude they yeah. had this year in terms of yeah. fighting, but you want better. But remember players. earlier in the year, too, how much they shared the ball and were yeah. passing it. Like, that was a big talk about how great and it's went, fitting in. They went through that streak where they were just all one-on-one guys. All right, we'll be right back for Hour 2 here on the tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. What's better than getting an amazing rate on your next vehicle? How about getting your payments made for a year with Radiant Credit Union? Simply finance your new or used vehicle or even refinance your current vehicle and you'll automatically be entered for the chance to win your car payments for the next year. You'll need to get your new car loan by March 31st to qualify. Get the contest details or apply today at radiantcu.org slash autoloan. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. 
Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community, sponsoring shows like The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, live every weekday from 4 to 6. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 audio platforms. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldenLaw.com. A new year, a new you. That's what we all like to say, and of course, we all want this one to be better than the last. But as you get out there and you try to make 2022 the best for you, be careful. There's lots of unknowns out there that will try and trip you up. But if you happen to trip on that hike through the Grand Canyon, bust your back trying to set a PR on the weight rack, or tweak a hammy trying to finish that 5K, there's a place in town that'll get you all checked out and back at it in no time. The staff at Titan MRI have been scanning the people of North Central Florida for more than 20 years. It's fast. It's easy, and the average scan time is just 15 minutes, so you can get back on your way in no time. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town, and if you're worried about not having insurance, don't be. That's never a problem at Titan MRI. They just want to help you get better, and they'll even have your scan read same day. Located right in the heart of Gainesville off of Newberry Road, and now up in Lake City, access is awesome. No long walks from a parking garage, you can park right out front. So get in front of those aches and pains and Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardozo UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot, and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. I'm not saying it was raining hard earlier, Jeff, but this is my first ever tailgate show completely barefoot. Nice. Because I couldn't wear, I could not wear shoes or socks. My socks may have to throw away or something. Yeah, I, I stepped in a puddle thinking it was just a small thing, and oh. it got me to the ankles. It's, it was bad. It was bad out there. And everybody be careful because I've, I saw two major accidents coming in. Luckily, I was not involved in either one. So be, be very careful. Yes, be very careful. Um, before we get back to the Mike White conversation, which has dominated the show today, as expected, which is fine, um, in case you have not heard yet, here is the uh, – tweet that Adam Schefter put out about 15 minutes ago. This is why Deshaun Watson, from the beginning, welcomed a police investigation. He felt he knew that the truth would come out, and today, a grand jury did not charge him on any of the criminal complaints. So I did see that. He yeah. is uh, not indicted, and we will see if... Somebody will yeah. now take Go to the Dolphins! <laughs> well... But here's, that's not happening with Tua. Here's the thing. Uh, I, I, I don't know what happened with him. I don't know what didn't happen with him. Um, there was a lot of people. It seemed like an awful lot. Yeah, that, and, that and, said something. And or I mean, it's it's hard to believe that more and more would have just kept piling on and yeah. making stuff up. Obviously, there was something there. But, but again, I don't – I wasn't in the room for any of it. Sure. You know, so I, I – but I would not want him on my team personally. I mean, something did. You're right. Something must have happened. Yeah. Or that many people don't. Line. Yeah, like Bill Cosby is out of jail too. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure he did something. Okay. Also, some uh, some other really big news, at least in my world, maybe your world too. No. Yeah, because you're like big on announcers and stuff. No, no not really. <laughs> uh, Joe Buck is headed to the Monday Night Football. Booth. Oh, is he? Yes. Well, that is big news. So you will now hear. Uh, I so, love Joe Buck. Hey, so that I, means Aaron's losing his losing her partner. Yeah. There in the uh, in the booth, and then. But the you know the fascinating part he has called the last twenty seven World Series on Fox. So he's done with that. You would assume if he's yeah. going to ESPN, Fox they ain't going to let him. The World Series. <laughs> not going to let him call the World Series. No, I love him as an announcer. He's he's actually been on Howard a few times. He's yeah. really really interesting. Yeah, because he's guy. like a he's like me, like us. He cusses and yeah. has a good time and yeah, like he's, he's got hair plugs. We got our hair. No, that's true. <laughs> but no, obviously uh, Joe Buck's one of the. Uh, the best ones I out think there. He's, yeah, as good as anybody. In fact, if there is so a... So who was doing it this year? Steve Levy? Yeah. Was that who was? So that's... Yeah. He's a hockey guy anyway. It was always weird to have him on there. And and, and Greasy and Riddick yeah, doing it with him. Yeah, or the other two. And they sound exactly the same. And I would always go, I don't know which one's talking. <laughs> they almost sound exactly the same. But if you're... It's Sunday and 4 o'clock. I mean, my, that... You want... And it's Cowboys, Packers, uh, you know, just a regular season game. You want Joe Buck on that call, sure. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I love him. I biggest think he's, I biggest think he's game the best, of the week, and I think he's the best announcer there out there. I really gets do. To do it. Um, and then also uh, just a programming note for us again: no baseball tonight here, so we'll have the uh, Big East tournament on uh, the can, station can you right after we get off the air. Game. Patrick Ewing. No, it's not. Remember when the Big East was? Have you ever seen that um, thing they did on um, that Thirty for Thirty on the? Remember when the Big East – it was before your time. Big Mondays, man. It was a huge deal. Viewing against Morning. I mean, not against Morning. He played, played on the same school as Morning, but not yeah. at the same time. But it was uh, uh, Chris Mullen and all Jake these Jones. great players, and they all hated each other, and they wanted to fight all the time. It was – it was, I remember it was great, very entertaining, and the uh, 30 for 30 is really good, too. Yeah, those are always good. All right, good callers as well, so let's get back to them. Have David kick off the second hour. Brought to you by Meldon Law, the only official law partner of the Gators. And David, what's up? they back down, I heard. That's right. Hey, guys. Um, got a question for you about uh, the transfer portal. Um, about three years ago, um, there was a transfer from JU, Um his name just happened to be JT Note, who happens to be averaging roughly 20 points a game for Arkansas. Did Mike White even think of contacting him or anything? I mean, his freshman year at JU on a very mediocre team, the poor team, he was averaging 16 to 17 a game. And he gets these guys from these other mid-majors that are just terrible, and I'm – thinking if we had had Note on this team as a true point guard, mm-hmm. he's averaging 17, 18 a game. I mean, are we talking maybe five, six more wins at least? I mean, I'm just wondering if you missed on that one big time. Yeah, I, I don't know if, if you, you missed, David. I think that's just always, again, such a fine line. Some guys, you just you don't know how they're going to turn out. Some turn out to be good, some don't. And obviously Mike White thought that these guys were going to do something and be better than they are, and they just didn't necessarily live up to what he uh, he felt that those things were going to be. Um, 
But, you know, being that close, I would assume that he probably knew about him a little bit. But, again, you don't know in that world. I mean, there's so many, like, AAU stuff and different relationships and different people. I mean, who's to say that he, Note, didn't have a relationship with somebody on that staff and said that's where he's going and that's that's where it's going to be. I mean, that's how a lot of that stuff works. Yeah, I mean, well, I, the, I mean, the he, story. Oh, well, well, I was just going to say, um, I, I, I'm pretty sure at the time they had Nemhard. And so they, yeah. a guy like JT Note saying, I don't want to go there because sure. you got a point guard. So that could be it. Yeah. Well, the story was, um, who's it, Muscleman? I can't remember their Arkansas coach. Yep. Yes. Met him at a Dunkin' Donuts on University Boulevard, just down from the JU campus, bought him donuts and coffee, and he signed with him. <laughs> nice. Well, and that that's was all it, it took. Then, then yeah. Mike missed out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, just, I mean, he's I a great player. There's no team. doubt about it. Yeah, and it's just frustrating to see him up there tearing it up when we've got guys who get the ball stuck <laughs> at key times. So fair. All right, that's that's all I had. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, David. Thank you. Yeah, I I I knew he was at Ju. I didn't know how good he was. He was freshman of the year in the Sun Belt. Um, but I again, I think there was a little bit of it. Probably was Nemhard being here, and I think that discour that discouraged some guys. In fact, when we talk about the uh, the team after the two national championship teams, a lot of reason guys didn't come here then was because Florida was set at every position and you weren't going to, you know, get into the starting lineup. And when they got Calatus, that was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't work out so good. He was a good player. He wasn't a great player. And that's the weird part is he never really established himself in the NBA. He had to do it overseas, yeah, whereas Chandler back. Parsons – had the long NBA career. Chandler Parsons, he didn't make a joke him leap, but he made a pretty big leap yeah. to to how good he got in his last two years. I, I remember watching him as a freshman. In fact, I remember they were playing the NIT against JU, and he went off on that, and I went, oh, that's what Billy saw. Now, can Billy get that out of him against real teams? You know, But he, against a team like JU, which was basically at that time a high school team. Yeah. No problem. Hey, JT Note Day may have been playing for Maybe him. so. <laughs> Rob's next. Well, Rob, what's up? Fellas, y'all be safe out there. It is very wet, which is a good thing, but, you know, nature needs its water. Mm-hmm. But y'all y'all be safe. Um, I tell you, my yeah, yard uh, greened up pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike White and um, the issue of Florida basketball, he's good at, at, at getting talent. He's not good at building a team. And one one of the things that made Billy great was he always had a great shooter. He always has somebody that you could dish the ball to. You could stand behind that three-point line and bury shots for you when you needed them. Mike consistently throughout the seven years of his coaching has never created a team. He's got highly skilled players that play, and all, all they do is play for themselves. They don't create anything. Um, that, that goes to having a good point guard, a guy that can command an offense, as well as having skilled people that you need to um, you know, escape route. You know, if you're if you're down by six or whatever, and you need the three point shot, Mike consistently has had teams that are not good shooting teams, and he has not been able to recruit great shooters. I don't know why. There's plenty of them out there. I think he he goes for the shiny object, and he's done that for seven years and hasn't realized it. His best team was under Billy Donovan when he had Scotty Wilbick on. They took him to I believe it was the eight lead eight or whatnot because he could command an offense, and then he had great shooters. And um, he should have built his model off of Billy a little bit and then added a little touches to himself, which is 
great. And Billy also had great full-court press. He could press you to death. And that was a, a great, you know, special thing that Billy had, a great, a great basketball IQ. But he knew how to build a team. This guy just creates talent and thinks he can run with it. So I have a good one. All right. Thank you, well, Rob. I mean, you can't say they never had a good point guard under Mike White. They had Andrew Nemhard for two years. He was pretty good. And he would create and make, make some unbelievable plays. Um, you know, but certainly they missed on it this year. There's no question about it. And that that's one of the reasons they had problems. I mean, look, they had 18 turnovers in that game. But it wasn't just the point guards making the turnovers. In fact, the point guard got sat on the bench for the last 10 minutes of the game and, and most of the overtime because he made he was a big part of what, those turnovers. So, I mean, I don't, you know, yeah, they, they, they could do a better job of building a team. You're absolutely right. But, I mean, Billy, I, I think everybody acts like Florida needs to get another Billy Donovan. They want a guy just like Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan's don't grow on trees. They don't just come along every, hey, there's, there's about 10 Billies out there. Go get one of those. I mean, it, it. the guy is a Hall of Fame coach, you know. So it's hard to get another guy like that. You, you're okay to agree with me if you want to. I, don't, <laughs> I was just watching you. I was enjoying. Because I'm facing the other way? Yeah, I was just seeing, like, why were you talking? Trying why to get were you comfortable. Ta- you, were ta- you weren't talking to me, so I was. Well, I was just trying to get comfortable, and the only way I can put my right. feet up to dry out. Jan, what's up? Welcome. Yeah, I want to talk about Mike White. First, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, longtime basketball Gator basketball fan, and I'm I'm not expecting another Billy Donovan. But I mean, that that's that's not going to happen. I mean, getting two national championships, I never expected that, and I don't expect that to happen again. I mean, realistically, but it was great. You know, it was terrific. It was unbelievable. But that, you know, the the, the unhappiness with Mike White is not be, is not because he hasn't reached Billy Donovan heights. I mean, he hasn't gotten halfway to Billy Donovan Heights or, or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, I was just going to – I don't I don't know that most Gator basketball fans expect another Billy Donovan, so that's all. But uh, I wanted to say about Mike White, and I preface this by saying, as far as I can tell, he seems like a really good guy person on a personal level. I don't know him. You know, he seems like a solid guy. He's running a good, good program and a likable guy. I like this team a lot this year in terms of their personalities, how hard they played and everything. It's – but you know, and I and I'm not a don't claim to be an expert in basketball or anything. But I don't think he's a very good game coach, uh, you know. And it seems to me the biggest problem seems to be a lack of discipline. At the end of games, I mean, they just sort of sort of wing it. I mean, we how many? I think the last four or five games, I, I don't know every one of them. I kind of lost track of them. The guy taking the last shot is Flanders Fleming. Now I really like that guy. He plays hard and everything. But that's not who you really want taking your last shot. Not that there's that many team guys on this team you want taking it, but he's not it. I mean, his three-point shooting is pretty mediocre. You really want to get it into Castleton. They seem to have no plan in particular. And they, while they won a couple of games of Flanders Fleming hitting a three, they lost a couple of games of him taking three at the end of the game. Again, not to point at him solely but yeah but but jan so let let, i and i i agree with that partially but don't you think that in the other huddle every other team that's going against somebody close says hey let's not let castleton touch the ball well yeah but i don't know i mean it would seem like you work some other plays where they get you know i don't know i'm not a i'm not a basketball coach but again i don't think you want a guy taking anyway i 
they the, the there was a um, so the same way they won the Vanderbilt game and one before that that was like a real nail biter. They lost the game right before that with the pretty much the exact same things happened. They, they did the exact same thing, but because they were risky, hot, you know, low percentage stuff, they just didn't work. They don't seem to have a plan. And how many games have we watched? where they might even have a – well, not this year so much. They might even have a lead going down to five to six minutes and just went dead. Nothing happened. It's like there's no offensive plan, no rhythm, no sense of – you know, I don't know if supposedly dribble drive is, is what he likes, which I don't, I don't even know what that is. But, I mean, it looks like they're faking it all the time. It doesn't look like there's a plan or discipline. And uh, that's all I got to say about it, I guess. Okay. Thank you, Jan. All right. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate you. I, I mean, I, I don't... I, I mean, the plan was to go in and then get it back out for a wide open three, which is what they got. Yeah. That when, when they pass it into Castleton, four guys go to guard Castleton, yeah. and that leaves other people open. And then when the guy hits the three, they, he looks like a genius. When he doesn't hit the three, yeah. he looks the awful. The guy who hit the huge shot against Vanderbilt, yeah. the guy who had been playing with a lot of confidence, mm-hmm. And it made made I think he'd made a couple threes already in that game, yeah. I mean, but I mean, the thing is, who would you go to? Who would you go to then? Yeah. Okay, you can't go to if you don't if they take Castleton out of the mix. Yeah, the only other option is Appleby to shoot, and fl- and, and been in the game for, for yeah. fifteen minutes, and that's that's scary because he is so inconsistent. Or you could go to to Wasey and who had had that hot run that was unbelievable. Yeah. But, but that I, was like right when he started, and then teams figured him out, and then he wasn't the same person. No, they started missing, missing him. So right. I, I don't know. Look, I mean, uh, I, I, don't, I think they have a plan. The plan yes. may not be the plan you want I, to see. I don't if, – if anybody that calls and says that they don't think that Mike White is a good in, in-game coach, I, I don't agree with that. And, I mean, if you want to give me reasons that he's not, then, then fine, but I could give you other reasons where he is. I, just, I guess I just – Maybe I'm too close to it. Maybe I know things that have been told to guys and guys then don't do it and don't execute, so it makes it look like the coach is bad when that's not necessarily the case. But nobody wants to hear, well, yeah, you're criticizing a college kid and all this other. Well, no, they're not college kids. Dude, these are grown men that are going to be playing potentially in the NBA the the yeah. next year. But, I mean, these guys <laughs> aren't. But, I mean, you, that's what I'm, I mean, you're, you're at that level. So don't tell me that you're just some kid. Like these are dudes with facial hair that are doing all this stuff. They they should understand that. Hey, I'm supposed to do this. I need to do this, and then I don't do that. And then it looks like the coach doesn't know what they're doing, which isn't the case. All right, we got to get a break. We'll do that. Continue the conversation. You are listening to the tailgate. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Every morning I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida, and with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo, and if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. 
No jobs too small, they do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. We're rolling along in 2022 as happy, healthy, and hungry as ever. You know, a big priority for me is to support as many local charities as possible. So check out the Leonardo's Facebook and Instagram pages to keep up with all of our fundraising efforts, topped off by being a title sponsor of the Bob Dooley Invitational. We're already ahead of our goal to donate $50,000 this year. So help us help the Gainesville community, baked since 1976, and it feels like we're just getting started. Ah, Jeff, did I mention the tailgate 10? The springtime is packed with Gator Sports, and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and the Tough day to name Dooley. Uh-oh. I got wet, and then Joe Dooley got fired today. He's an East Carolina cousin. Uh-oh. I'm sure you didn't know that. I didn't either, but he got fired. Is he, is he a cousin? I doubt it. Because he knows something about basketball. Or apparently not enough. Maybe he got fired. <laughs> Maybe not so much. All right, let's get back to the phones and get Murray to join us next. Hey, Murray, what's up? How are you doing, Jeff? Awesome. Good to hear your voice. It takes a lot for me to call in. But if I was Mike White listening, I'd leave this school. (laughs) How come nobody talks about Keontae Johnson? How would it affect all the other teams they lost, not just their best player, but maybe the best player in the league? Wouldn't that take the pressure off our big man? It's very frustrating to hear. I think we're really lucky we got Mike White. It's just frustrating. I I've been watching the Gators since I went to school in '70, and this is so frustrating to hear for me. Anyways, that's just uh, I think I'm part of the silent majority. Is what's happening. People complain 
for one thing, I'm not sure that how much they know about basketball, but people complain who are upset. You know, we don't hear from the people who are, who can appreciate them. And, and what if we did have Keontae Johnson? Could they could they double and triple our big man all the time? Anyways, I'm just a little frustrated. No, appreciate I, you letting Murray, me, I think letting I, you hear that. I all. I think you hit it right on the head. You're in the silent majority. And, that, yeah. and that's the thing. The squeaky wheels are going to be the ones who call shows like ours. And, and we welcome those calls. And we and we're sometimes we're just here for people to vent, you know, and to, and to let out their frustrations after a football loss, after a basketball season and didn't go the right way. I understand that. But you are also right, and I know Mike White doesn't listen to the show, but if he did, yeah, I'd be tempted to leave too. Yeah. Anyways, appreciate you letting me hear that out. But uh, you guys are always doing a good job, and I'm glad you're here in Gainesville. Sure thing. You have a good day. Thanks, Murray. Take care now. Yeah, we're not leaving no matter how much you say about bad about us. Been tempted, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think once they took the swamp down there. But, look, the swamp, I, you see the pictures? Getting close. It's almost, yeah, looks really good. They got a, they got a drone taking some cool shots. Yeah. Very cool. Up high. Let's get to Adam next. Adam, welcome to the tailgate. Hey, man. Happy Friday, guys. Pat, you ain't going nowhere, buddy. Nope. You're, you're a Gainesvillian right along with Hogtown Creek, baby, till the end. That's right. That's where we get the arrowheads. Yes, sir. Dug them up plenty of times. Wow, what a game, man, uh, that Texas A&M game. Um, as far as uh, you're not your last caller, I agree with him. I mean – to say that it doesn't give enough credit to our athletic director, Scott Strickland. I, I think he is uh, deserves a little bit more credit uh, and know who he's dealing with um, when it comes to Mike White. He's got a plan. These guys, there is something to be said about undisciplined play. That first half, I mean, our turnover ratio went down for a couple of few games. And then in that game, we just – we're just turning it over with no, you know. Yeah, yeah, remember they had, I think they had eight turnovers against Kentucky, which is a much longer team, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had 18 in this game. Uh, they just got sloppy with the ball, and that, that was that was not good. But, I mean, I, I'm sure that every time he called a timeout and pulled them over and said, what are you guys doing? They kept doing it. Yeah, so there is something to be said about undisciplined play. And, um, you know, we we saw that uh, be Dan Mullen's undoing, um, for sure, in my opinion. Um, yeah, definitely but, was, yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, it, and, you know, without Keontae Johnson, and, and I'm not beating that drum, like everybody, you know, what we went through here with this team is is something to be spoken of. But at the same time, you know, there was a great point with your former caller, saying that, you know, hey, when your big man down the middle, uh, Castling gets the ball, they triple him, quadruple him every time. So, of course, you're going to kick it out. But you can't kick it out to Appleby. He's he's inconsistent at best, which is another thing that's kind of duplicate of the football team of last year. Just inconsistency is about the only thing you can say. But as far as Mike White goes, I, I think he is a good coach. He's not a great coach, I don't think. But I think he's a good coach. <laughs> Well, and that's the question is, can he become a great coach? He's still a very young coach. Mm-hmm. Can he become a great coach? And At my age, he's very young. Yeah. So, that's <laughs> old. Well, then, he, 
he's got he's got to recruit better. He does. And that that's got- to me, Adam. That's it. I think he's a really good coach, and why I said earlier that if he had Kentucky's team, he 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 could coach him up and maybe win a national title with it. That's how good I think he is. But he just hasn't been able to get those players. And you're right. There is nobody other than Castleton you can draw up a play for and say this is the guy I want taking the shot. And yep. and that's I think part of the problem. So he just hasn't been able to get those right types of players here. Now he thinks he got them when he went out to the transfer portal and did his due diligence and found some guys that play defense and guys with great attitudes and all these other things. But then little do you know, well then all of a sudden these guys you got to put the ball in the basket in order to win too. So it's just you got to you got to find that fine line, and he just hasn't been able to do it yet. Yeah, well, I think. It- there's something being lost with the transfer portal. I mean, it's a give and take type situation. You, when you, when you add in people from Southern Cal and you add in people from Penn state, I mean, no offense, these folks from all over the country, but they're not, you got to have a foundation in my opinion of a solid recruiting class out of high school. You've got to have those guys that like, I want to go to Florida. I don't want to go to Penn state. I don't want to go to Southern Cal. I don't want to go to Oklahoma. I don't want to, I want to go to Florida, and that I think is something that's being lost as well. You know, and that's well. That's, but he, he. I mean, they did bring in that great class with Nemhard and and Keontae and all these guys, and and obviously things changed. I mean, people people left. People uh, we we all know what happened with Keontae, but um, and he's got a class coming in next year. I, he's got three guys that are. Those be pretty good players. He he's gonna probably have to lean on the transfer portal again. But he he need, like the transfer portal is working for Auburn, Kentucky, teams like that. You got to pick the right guys. Minute. Auburn just lost to Texas A and M. Well, they're also gonna be a number two seed in, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, but they just got hammered by the same team that beat us, and we took them to at least an overtime. But. Aside from that, I, I hear what you're saying, Pat. I don't disagree with you at all. I think that um, this next class, I think that he deserves at least another, probably another two years. You know, I mean, I, I think he deserves that. And you know, Scott Strickland is the one that makes the decisions. You know, and as far as I'm concerned, he's made some pretty damn good decisions. So, you know, we got we got to rely on, you know, the head man in charge. You know, yeah. and and, he, and he's not like, going to do anything. But trust me, he's not going to fire Mike White. No, and we all know that. So I mean, but besides that, man, I think I think the the guys on this team really gave it hell this season through a lot of adversity, and that's something to be said. So past that, guys, like uh, when are the girls playing, man? When does that start? Is that this well, weekend? Are they playing? No, we won't know till Sunday night where they're when they're what day they're going to play. But it'll probably be either Friday or Saturday. I think they're, don't they go Friday, Sunday, Saturday, Monday? Uh, the first weekend, so we'll find out though on Sunday night where they're going and and who they're going to be pl- playing against. We'll see where they're seated. I would I would I would think their seed is going to drop down because of Kiki Smith being out. Yeah, you know that that's going to hurt them in in the selection committee's eye because they're not seeding the team that won all those games and was and captured everybody's imagination. They're seeding a team that's without their best player. Yeah, well. Let's uh, and I let me say it correctly. Uh, the women's UF basketball team. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see him play and uh, 
Kelly Ray Finley. I think she's doing a fantastic job. What about um, the gymnastics team? I'm sorry, I haven't been able to keep up. I've been really busy this week. Yeah, they've got one. They've got a meet tonight. Uh, it's a quad meet. Uh, not not great teams in it. It's kind of like a last warm up before the SECs. Uh, but they they are in Raleigh, I think. Yes, Raleigh. Raleigh uh, tonight. So uh, I don't think it's on TV though. And then yeah, the SEC tournament or championships is next weekend. And then uh, where is it in uh, Birmingham? Birmingham, that's right. Yeah, and then uh, then the regionals and stuff start the week after that. All right, fantastic. Last question for you guys: Are y'all gonna Are y'all gonna get after the spring game, April sixteenth? Are y'all gonna tailgate? Special? Nope. I will be in Nashville, Tennessee. I will be there. You're gonna be there, Pat. I will be there. I yeah. Whether I tailgate or not remains to be seen. Oh well, depends on with uh, what Karen decides. To do. I'll be at uh, Tootsie's and. Whooping up on the Commodores in baseball, hopefully. Good luck with that. <laughs> They're good. Yeah, Go game. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate you. You've got a better chance of getting whooped up in Tootsies than you do. <laughs> I like Tootsies. Yeah. But you know what? I you mean, like you like Tushies or Tootsies better? Tootsies. I like it. I, Tushy, where's Tushies? I don't know where that That's is. That's at the strip club down the street. I've never been to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you have a totally warped vision of what i am <laughs> i've been to one strip club in my life nice and that was because of a bachelor party yeah. and a woman took my glasses off and put them on her butt and i said okay what a highlight that was you should be happy that they I, fit i can't <laughs> they did well she only might have been one one cheek, cheek. <laughs> stuck it in there so it stunk a little bit afterwards gil what's up welcome to the tailgate Really, Jeff? I'm going to have to follow that. <laughs> what a what a great lead-in. That's and, right. You know, don't don't get don't get so uh, you know uh, confident about Vandy because you know you're talking about a team that today had a fantastic come from behind victory over Wagner College, coming Ooh. in at one in ten. The Vandy boys they're down seven to four in the seventh inning, but they're able to pull it off out the victory against the 1-10 uh, Wagner Seahawks. So congratulations to uh, Coach <laughs> Corbin and the guys for a super, super win. I'm sure that's going to jack up their RPI, which, by the way, right now, currently in the NCAA, you have the number one RPI team and the number one strength of schedule currently playing at Florida Ballpark. That's right. Weekend. I'm not talking about Seton Hall either. I know. That's Which, well, this might bring it down. <laughs> but I think a lot of it is because yeah. nobody, nobody plays anybody in the – non-conference schedule but florida's played miami sure and that and well, plus liberty is is yeah i mean Liberty's that, up at number four yeah liberty's they're they're really four. good we found that they out the hard way yeah they haven't lost since uh the the weekend that the friday night game that we played here opening night they haven't lost since that game i mean they haven't been playing too many tough teams but still they've, they've won uh 11 in a row now so mm-hmm. that that turns out to be a you know kind of a uh, not too bad of a loss when you think about it that weekend. So that's 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 the good thing. I'm I'm a little disappointed that we're not getting Friday night baseball, but I certainly understand it. Um, I, I I think we're starting a little early tomorrow though, because according to the weather forecast, they've been a couple of hours behind. So hopefully, uh, one o'clock will be clear. But it, it seems like it's going to be really really close. But uh, it's going to be good weather, but cold weather. Yeah, no, that's what that's what I thought. I thought maybe do it around three or so, and you'd be all right. But hey, yeah. maybe maybe they know something. Hopefully, yeah, if we can get done, if we can get done by eight, people won't have to freeze as much because it's really going to be kind of cold sure. out there. Um, yep. nine, nine or ten o'clock. Um, regarding the Mike White thing, I called Steve earlier. I usually don't call both shows in the same day, but he had the same topic, and 
I'm, I mean, I'm the season ticket holder now going on 40 years. And so I've seen a lot of basketball. I work um, with a high school program locally. So I feel like I've seen as much basketball as anybody. And I just, I'm so tired of, you know, all the, you know, the critics because you have the, a season that just didn't go as well as you wanted to. It wasn't a complete failure like Georgia. And I, I agree with you a hundred percent. A lot of times, Coach White has the plan, and the players don't execute it. Mm-hmm. Uh, an example would be yesterday. You know, I, I love I love Fleming's game. Don't get me wrong; he's 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 been fantastic. He made a big shot for us in the regulation yesterday. But you have 37 seconds on the clock in a tie game. If it's me, I'm gonna totally drain that clock down to it's close to 30 seconds and use up the entire clock, and then leave the other team at best seven seconds to get down court and, and put up a shot. What Flanders Fleming did was he took a three with about 11 seconds on the shot clock. And if that goes in, great. If it doesn't go in, you've got plenty of time for the other team to rebound and go down the other way. Now, if Castleton's standing under the basket, you know, waiting to put in a layup, sure, go for it as soon as you get it. But that was a shot we would have had later in the shot clock. And sometimes the time and score kind of are very interesting. I think Mark Wise is, is kind of big on that too, especially like when you get the ball with like about 50 seconds to go and you do that two for one thing with, sure. with the shot clock. Sometimes the players don't make the right decision. And I, and I, you know, I'm excited about the fact that they want to make the winning play, but you know, the first thing I would tell my team, if there's 37 on the clock, I'd say you want it. You don't want to even take a shot before the clock gets down to six or seven. And then, and then if, if, if you have to jack up a three, jack up a three, but sometimes, you know, an Appleby yesterday, great player i love i love what he gives for his team but mike white good a coach as he is says look you're not playing like i want you to play and you're sitting your butt down and i have a lot of respect for a coach that'll do that take a player as good as appleby and say look i don't like the way you're playing today someone else is going to go out there and hustle i'm going to put them out there and that's what he did with niles lane yep earlier in the year yeah and he and he did it with deruji when he wasn't playing well he sat him down so and and not doing what he was supposed to be doing he definitely did it with niles lane because uh he didn't play in fact uh they finally i i think there was a situation where as i recall where they decided we're getting these five guys out and putting five new guys in and that's the only way niles lane ever got back into a game because um he just and then he started playing harder. He started doing the things he wanted. He was supposed to do. But remember how bad he was at the beginning. Well, of he was terrible. He, yeah, it he was, was terrible. terrible. And now, and now these these Mike White haters are coming out with like, "Hey, how come he wasn't playing the whole year? He wasn't playing the whole year because he couldn't find the basket he, he from was, ten feet yeah. away. That's why he wasn't." Playing. I remember he and made now, he actually made a shot in one game, and Kelsey and I were watching it. We went, "Oh my God, <laughs> he made a shot!" You know that that's yeah. how how bad he was. But But now he's gotten better, and he at least uh, is taking advantage. And now, I mean, obviously he and Mike have patched things up and and everything's going all right, so we'll see where this goes forward. Yeah, Pat, we have a great recruiting class coming in. Um, I've seen some of the guys. uh, The guy I haven't seen is the guy out in California who's the son of the old Miss coach, Jalen Reed. Yep. Um, He's a a four-star. We've got a kid from Mount Verde who's a five-star. Uh, the kid from Dr. Phillips is, I think, a little underrated. They were in the state championship game, and he was their leading scorer last week. Uh, that's Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, he's a six-four um, tall guard. I mean, if a few, if the, if the right pieces stay, you know, like Reeves and Lane and whoever else wants to stay, and we get those guys coming in, it, it might be a, a whole different story next year. You know, so uh, put me on the side of like, um, 
here's a guy who's a consistent winner. Haven't we have not had a terrible season? Even Billy had three uh, losing seasons. I mean, we have not had a losing season. We haven't had a six and twenty-six debacle. You know, haven't um, been so, under five hundred in the SEC. Right. Until you can get me somebody better, Mike. Mike's the guy, I think. Um, and hopefully. Scott Strickland thinks the same way because I think I, he'll make yeah. a great decision. And we think he does. He does, yeah. Thank you, Gil. Okay, see you tomorrow. All right, we'll see you at the yard. Um, if if you look at recruiting, and, and Gil just you know mentioned the, the three guys that are coming, but the, the kid out of Mount Verde, and you look at the, the history of Florida basketball, they've only had 12 five-star commits all time. And this kid's one Were of them. Were they even doing stars back with Ma- Mike Miller? Malik Renew is the uh, the eleventh of the twelfth. He was actually he's ranked right. Like if you look at the stars and the points yeah. and all that stuff, he's ranked higher than Corey Brewer was. And Corey Brewer was the only guy really in that class. Yeah, that was, class that was a big. He was on the. Uh, he was in McDonald's All American. He was. And remember, they then they had that. James James White and uh, David yeah. Lee both were on that one, and James White turned out to be a big bust. Well, here's here's the the all time commits in order by by stars. Bradley Beal won. Well, first of all, so that means like when they started Neil doing Walk this. did not get yes. Any this is when they started doing this. Bradley Beal, Chris Walker, yeah, Scotty Lewis was third best out. ever. Then Casey Hill, Calathus, didn't work out. Kenny Boynton. Good old Patrick Young. He was very good. Then Nemhard, Devin Robinson, Trey Mann, and now Malik Renew, and then yeah. Corey Brewer. So, well, I mean, there's been a lot of failure among those guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, Scotty Lewis wasn't anything special. Um, certainly not. Certainly, Chris Walker was a a one trick pony. He could dunk. That was about it. He definitely could do that. Yeah. All right, we got to get a break. So let's knock that out. Come back and uh, keep the phone calls rolling in. You're listening to the tailgate. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. 
As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold Hold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Gusty thunderstorms with heavy rain rates will continue across our area into the evening. Things settle down briefly overnight, but one final round of showers and thunderstorms likely tomorrow. A strong squall line with damaging winds ahead of it is likely to move through Gainesville during the early to mid part of the morning. Then behind it, we settle down, we start to clear out temperatures dropping on Sunday. In the UF Weather Center and meteorologist Megan Borowski. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I was really looking for some top-of-the-line dentists to be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any uh, health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great. But if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that, come to Exceptional Dentistry because they are exceptional. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Now that the big game is over and a champion has been crowned, football is done for another year. But wait, the USFL is back this spring. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. With more football on the way, as well as March Madness, MLB, the Masters, and more, it's time to grab a new Sony TV for your man cave. At Electronics World, we've got both LED and OLED models to choose from in a variety of sizes up to 85 inches. Visit us at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. It is one of the top five most important purchases you're going to make in your entire life. International Diamond Center's Ryan McKellen talking about your engagement ring. We take the time to make sure that you have that peace of mind in that purchase. At IDC, peace of mind starts with a hand-picked certified diamond that is cut for maximum brilliance. And when I put my diamond up against a diamond that you can find in almost any other retail location, we're going to end up beating the competition because our product stands out to the eye of the beholder. It sparkles more, it jumps off the ring, and just outperforms. And to showcase that diamond, IDC has rings from premier designers like Takori, Viraggio, Henry Dossi, and many more. IDC carries brands that other stores are not even allowed to carry. And then you get the strongest warranties in the jewelry industry, backed by a family who stands behind every purchase for life. Our integrity is paramount. We take care of your ring for life. We invite you in as an extension of our family. But you always know that you're getting top quality products. That peace of mind that the customer gets is unbelievable. International Diamond Center for that once-in-a-lifetime purchase at Celebration Point. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. 
ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. feel like a uh, Tennessee fan today, walking around the hallways, bare feet. Nice. I got no choice on. I can't put those shoes on. They're so wet. Your teeth still look good though. I'm. A, well, I don't like that color. But Been dipping. No. You must go to uh, exceptional dentistry. I did. Well, I, I should. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get a f- couple phone calls to uh, finish things off. Ryan's next. What's up, Ryan? I like the Stone Temple Pilots lead off here. That's it's right. It's a, a good introduction. Jeff and Pat, how are y'all doing? Awesome, good. man. I just first off before I get into the whole Mike White thing, I just want to say I appreciate you guys. You know, you, you take plenty of callers and you don't just let us say what we want to say and then hang up and on to the next caller. You actually analyze what we say, give us feedback, which is what we really want. We want your opinion. We want you to dissect what we're saying and tell us if we're idiots or not. <laughs> you know, that's what we want. And I'm not going to say any names, but there's other shows where you would call in and, okay, all right, Paul, you're next. You know, it's, it's, so I appreciate you guys. Yeah, no, know? I mean, that, and that's the way it's supposed to be. So I, we, uh, we like doing it and appreciate you yeah, none listening of you, and doing it. Nobody's an idiot. I mean, we may differ with an opinion and we may at times try to set you straight on what, the reality is of what's going to happen. But at least give them feedback yes. as opposed to just exactly. going next. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to share my appreciation. I look forward to you guys' show every day. So. Oh, thank you. That being said, the whole Mike White thing, I think 90% of fans are just missing the point entirely. I think, you know, it, we really got to look ourselves in the mirror as a Florida Gator fan, as a program, what do we want? You know, and if we want to be a Kentucky, you know, you know, we want to be that elite program, then I hate to say it because I've always been a Mike White supporter. He's just not it. He doesn't have that it factor. And I like to compare coaches. They're, you know, they're kind of like quarterbacks. They get the best out of their players. You know, they, you know, you can have, you can have all the X's and O's knowledge. You can be a great recruiter. You can have you can have a clean, tight program. No one's getting in trouble. You know, you can have all that, which Mike White is at least really at least pretty good in all of those areas. What he's not elite at is connecting to his players and getting the best out of them. And I'm glad you guys read that list off before I called Trey Mann, uh, you know, Scotty Lewis, these five-star kids that he's able to bring in, but what do they end up doing when they actually get here? You know, they well, underwhelm. Trey Mann was a first-round draft pick, so that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, well, that's based off potential, but you would think that he would have done more here. Well, I, at least I He thought. did his, his last year here. Yeah. He was really good. Uh, Scotty Lewis did not want to be coached, and, and that no, was – No, he, he had a different agenda. Yeah. And that, I mean, there was no, no saving Scotty Lewis whatsoever there. Well, well Trey Mann, he's dealer. going off right now yeah. in the NBA with it. Yeah, but he got hurt the other day. I don't know how bad it was. I think he 
uh, hurt his ankle really bad. And then you know the and the Nemhard thing was really weird because he was obviously top ten too. And when, when you look at it, and I, I don't know if it was him trying to get more out of it, but it was just. I mean, they they this staff, I guess Mike White obviously is included in that. They gave. Andrew Nemhard the ability to run the entire offense like everything went through Andrew Nemhard and then when it didn't necessarily work and Nemhard then got some other guys involved and family and different things and just wasn't happy with the way that things were going then then he left so Mike White did everything he could to try to give Andrew Nemhard the reins in the world and it just it wasn't good enough so he, he, one of the one of the arguments that the Nemhard camp used was he wasn't getting enough shots off, even though he was second and yeah. shoot I mean, he number of shots taken behind Keontae. So, so yeah, I mean, Ryan, I think it's you, you can look at it both ways. I, um, I mean, he's gotten some out of some guys. I mean, I think he's made Castleton a better player. Absolutely. Um, and but but some of these guys he's made this Tobo a better player. Yeah, this year just even even Reeves this year got to be better. Niles Lane got to be better. But and that's the thing about Mike White is that uh, it, the the track record is that the players do get better. The team doesn't always get better because teams know how to and you're and you're playing bigger games down the stretch. And I think he's got to get better as a coach. I think he's a I think he's a very good coach. I think he's got to get a little better at being a game coach, and I think he's got to rethink the the way they attacked the transfer portal last year. It didn't well, work. Guess, it didn't work. That's kind of – well, kind of my point is he is a really good coach. You know, I, I would never say he's a bad coach. You know, he's a really good coach. And if you're a program like South Carolina, you know, uh, Arkansas, you'd be happy to – you'd be – you yeah. would sign him for a 10-year contract and you'd want him to stay forever. But did. we're not South Carolina. We're a University of Florida. We're not a football school only. We have high expectations for basketball – and after seven years, I think you should know, you know, it's it, it's that classic, you know, that, that problem. It's like, what would you rather have? You know, do you want a Kirk Cousins? Like, just an example. Let's say your quarterback. Would you rather have a really bad guy? At least you know he's bad and you can cut ties and move on. Or do you want that above-average guy who, you know, you're going to commit to and, you know, he's going to lead you on for nine years and never win a title like you know the Kirk Cousins you yeah. know he's got all, all these skills he can he's got a good arm good he fantasy player trouble good leader you know he has all the stats but when the moment matters does he get the best out of his players is he is he elite like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady when it matters the most is he getting the best out of his offense I would say no and I think Mike White is a perfect example of a really good coach that if you're okay with going to the tournament most years and, you know, getting to the sweet 16 here and there, if you're okay with that, great. Sign him to eight years, nine years and hold on for dear life and just be happy with it. But if you want to be elite like Kentucky, if you want to have a program like Kansas, I'm sorry. It's just Mike White's not going to be the guy unless you really think that he just he's still learning and he's still I mean seven years I mean it's not like his first year coaching was his first year at UF he's been coaching for a while now and he's a really good coach but is he is he and I'm not going to bring up Billy Donovan I would never compare it that's not fair you can't compare him to Billy D yeah but 
Right, I, I think I, I mean an elite program. But and, and I agree with what you're saying. I, I just I don't know. Like, look at the guys that Kentucky brings in every year, and look at the guys that, that Florida brings in every year. So they're bringing in. It's it's like the the Georgia Florida argument right now when you look at football. Yeah, and that's the one. Like thing they're that's... just getting better players. So even if Kirby's not a better coach than Napier or obviously Mullen before that they're still going to be better teams because they're getting the better players. I just think it's at the point where Mike's not getting good enough players yet. And and what 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 is that reason? Is it because he were Florida's not considered a basketball school and that's what we talked about in the first hour that you may not been been listening but I mean if if you have Bruce Pearl, John Calipari, Mike Shashevsky and you know, somebody else come in and Mike White's the, the fifth person there. Mike White's never going to get that player over those guys and until something changes or something happens. So he just – he's a good coach that knows what he's doing if if he had better players. They, they would be more successful. More. I, I do think that his recruiting is probably the least – elite out of the, you know, skill set you can list off, you know, as far as X's and O's and, you know, recruiting, he can make the biggest jump, you know, yeah. as far as. And, and he uh, knows basketball. There, there's no denying that. That's in my the thing. Mind. Bill, Billy didn't have to recruit against Cal and, and, and his, you know, what's going on up there now. You know, think about that. I mean, that yeah. well, the SEC got Kansas a lot and, tougher in the last several years. Yes. And that, I and, think pr- – well, I think during Billy D's time, I think there were more, as far as quantitative, quantity-wise, there was more elite programs that he was competing with. Nowadays, I mean, I don't think Kansas is as elite as they were when Billy D was, you know, had the reins or UCLA. I don't think they're as good as they were. Then now, the counter to that is the SEC has gotten way better. It has, you yeah. know, since then. So. Nationwide, I think it's gotten easier to recruit. But within the SEC, it's gotten harder. Agreed. Totally agree. All right, Ryan, good stuff, man. Thank you guys taking my call. Yeah, we appreciate you. Um, And and the thing is about about Florida is, again, I, I, I go back to what Donovan did here was unbelievable. I mean, Florida was not an elite program, wasn't even thinking about being an elite program. It became an elite program. It had its ups and downs. It had some bad years, uh, but then it had some great years. And I don't know that – I mean, I don't know if they can get back to that. I don't know if they can, and that's the big question. No, I think they I, can with the right group of players. Yeah. And maybe this class next year will be the start of that. Maybe fans start going to games. And then you get just, and then, <laughs> dude, get those three studs. You know, and I got to stick it to the fans. Another player here or there. Brian, sorry we weren't able to get to you. Um, I know you held on for, for a little bit, but we apologize. Call back Monday if you still want to chat, and we'll uh, get after it. Yeah, Jeff can talk about his great time he's having over the players. Yeah, hopefully. May sneak over there Monday. It's a Monday finish. Stick duels to himself. It's going to be a Monday finish. Hopefully so. All right, well, we, uh, we'll talk baseball and all that jazz Monday one way or the other. Thanks, Seth, for, uh, for producing. For duels, I'm Dozo. Hope See everybody you. has a great weekend. Stay dry. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850.